0: Welcome
1: to the 2021 Audio Epics Holiday Special. Hello, and welcome to the Audio Epics podcast. Hi, I am Domin, and I'm Eileen. And we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Because today is well, it's not yet Christmas, but this is our um, our first um, holiday special.
0: Yeah. It was. Uh, it's been a very long time since we've uh, since our last storytelling podcast. So we figured we'd do um, a holiday special.
1: Yeah, yeah. We thought that might be fun. So um, we, and, uh, we, we've yeah. got a few things on the menu, right?
0: Yeah. Um, first, we're gonna have a, a rather informal talk about Christmas and what we like about it.
1: And then there are listener questions. Um, you know. Um, some questions about our stuff, our yeah, stories, we, and stuff. we had
0: some listener questions from like uh, our patrons and uh, a couple of uh, YouTube uh, listeners, or, or by email or WhatsApp, Discord. Yeah,
1: and um, then we'll have our crazy Christmas questions, which is sort of like a holiday-themed version of our uh, what was it, lockdown dilemmas, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, and then you know we'll end with our. New Year's wishes.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Um, Since we're having an informal uh, Christmas talk, I I wanted to know. um, I I don't think I know about you after six uh, years of marriage and uh, what is it, 15 years of having a relationship. Um, I wanted to know what your best Christmas memory was. Could be from, from your childhood, could be from... Later on, I, I don't know, hmm. I'm, just, I'm just, I'm wondering.
1: Well, one Christmas that I will always remember was when we went to Canada. Oh, yeah. Because here in Belgium, we are always, every year we're kind of hoping that maybe we might see a little bit of snow around the holidays, you know, for that Christmas atmosphere, and it almost never comes. <laughs> But that year when we went to Canada There was well, a lot of yeah, snow there was a lot of snow. Um and you know, um it felt like we were in a in a in a movie, in a Christmas movie in a way, you know, with all the Narnia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah, but, yeah, but I mean with you know, with, with all the snow and the, the lights and um Yeah. And we actually had Turkey, um <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. So um yeah.
0: But it was it was not just the country; it was also our host Jack who did yeah. his utmost to make it the most Christmasy Christmas That's we could true. possibly have.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Um, the the atmosphere was great. Um, it was yeah. really.
1: Uh, and we we went to see uh the Hobbit in the movie theater. I remember that, and uh, we went for these long long walks in in the woods. Yeah, that was that was a special a special holiday season.
0: Oh, and the decorations. Do you remember the decorations? There were like these streets where people were in a kind of contest with each other to have the most
1: over-the-top
0: decorations. We don't have that here. People are very... um, Yeah,
1: a little bit more down-to-earth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if modest is the right word. It's more like they don't want to... (laughs) Stingy. Yeah, boring. Maybe that's the word, boring. Yeah. Yeah. We don't so. want to go over the top with our decorations,
1: yeah so um so, yeah um that was now um nine years ago
0: wow that's that's a long time it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't feel that long yeah that was that was one of my best uh too i I also remember uh, when I was a child that we used to spend um Christmas Eve with friends. They were actually uh, friends that my my parents met on their honeymoon, and they had a son um, who was one year uh, younger than I was, and uh, we got along well. And um, what was so remarkable about it was that they actually lived in uh, the city theater in Leuven.
1: Right, right.
0: Which is uh, one of the biggest uh, cities for
1: students. Yeah, it's, a, it's there's a, a university big, town. Yeah, yeah. A big
0: university there.
1: The oldest, I think, in Belgium.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was very special because we we used to wander around in the city theater then at night, uh, and that really got me this Phantom of the Opera vibe. We could go backstage in the dark and <laughs> and fiddle with oh, all wow. the, the buttons.
1: <laughs> oh, that must have <laughs> it, been was, cool. That
0: was always an adventure to uh, to be there. That was that was awesome.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So, um, what is your favorite Christmas song?
1: Oh, this is difficult.
0: Is it Jingle Bells?
1: It is most <laughs> emphatically not Jingle Bells. I think Ho- Oh Holy Night.
0: Ah, that's my favorite tune yeah. from uh, Home Alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's in Home Alone, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's not from Home Alone, no, it's just in it's, the it's movie. It's famous. Uh, um, yeah, I think it encapsulates, you know, um, it's actually about Christmas, unlike Jingle Bells. Um yeah. And you know, it's it's got the right the right emotional. It strikes the right emotional chord. I think it's, um, yeah, you know, with it's, the it's right got a sense choir? of awe and a sense of yeah. you know peace at the same time. Um, it's, it's it strikes all the right chords. You know, for
0: um, cool. That's my favorite too. And yeah. and I think a, a, um, a second, I, I wouldn't say a close second, but a, a second uh, would be "Let It Snow" because it's in thy heart.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> always makes me laugh because I can see the the paperwork flying around. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, that was money, wasn't it? No, it was bonds. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite understand all of that financial, financial stuff. Shit. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was worth a lot of money, and it was knowing <laughs> and it was flying. <laughs> yeah, it was flying yeah. around.
0: <laughs> a third question: What is your favorite item in our Christmas tree?
1: In our current Christmas tree. because we got a new Uh, one. Well, I'll I'll tell you what it is. Um, There is this this lantern in there that has like a a lump of coal in it, looks like. It's not real, but it's got a little switch on the bottom. Uh If you turn it on, it glows red. And I just think that's really cool.
0: Oh, that's nice. I knew you'd like that. Uh, I also like the the white church, the wooden church, in in there.
1: I didn't even see that. Ooh. There's so much stuff in our tree. Um, oh, I also like the owl. There's an owl somewhere. That well, that's cool.
0: Um, yeah. So so we had a, a very big Christmas tree, but then um, when we moved to a smaller apartment, about six years now, I guess. We put that one away because uh there was the the baby coming, lots of baby stuff and I think the first year we had one we
1: were then- the first people ever to move to a smaller place <laughs> when we had a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, it was necessary.
1: It, it's it's um it's a quieter quieter town, quieter street.
0: Yeah, it's true. But but I I remember when Ronan was uh, was a couple of, I I think 1 1 month old that we we had a Christmas tree. But the the year after when he was 1 and we, he was starting to walk around, we we had to put it away because it, there were all these toys <laughs> lying around and then we we just had a, a nativity scene and the tree was gone. But now we were like the kids are bigger and they well, they they cannot stop touching the Christmas tree, but you know, we 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 kind of knew that beforehand that it was going to happen. But we yeah. got a new one. And, and they
1: broke yeah. one of the three kings' heads.
0: Yeah, they beheaded. They beheaded um, one um, of which them. Which one was it? Um, I don't know. Balthazar. Um, <laughs> I think it was Balthazar.
1: I don't know. But you, we can fix it. We can yeah, fix it.
0: They, they didn't do it on purpose.
1: Of course not, no. <laughs>
0: But so okay. uh, we we got a new tree and then uh we 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 bought some christmas balls <laughs> to make it cooler. Yeah. And then uh, I I went, got a
1: tree with balls.
0: I went to the store for all all kinds of trinkets.
1: Yeah.
0: Odds and ends and then we put that some in may,
1: call them, uh, may call them may call them junk but we call them treasures.
0: Yeah, yeah, we love that kind of uh, yeah. I love our new tree.
1: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's very Christmassy. You really need to wear a knitted sweater and sit in front of it with a hot cup of cocoa. Right. Or hot wine.
0: So here comes the question. What's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: My favorite Christmas movie. (laughs) My favorite... Uh, of course, I really like Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, um, it doesn't. Yeah, so I mean, th- you've got to watch Home Alone at at least once every Christmas season, I think. Um. So yeah, that, we
0: don't have TV, but we do well. It it's there to find if you want to find it. It's it's there somewhere. Yeah, well, we've got
1: Disney Plus, and we've got Home Alone on DVD, so we're covered. We're covered. Um. Oh, you know what movie I also like to watch around Christmas time is um, Gremlins. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that one's nice for the eighties atmosphere. Yeah. I watched that movie when I was really young, and I remember my dad telling me, "This is actually not for you yet, but <laughs> you know, if you promise me you're not gonna be scared, you can watch it." And I watched it, and I loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, it's, I
0: was five or something.
1: Yeah, I was. I was really young too when I watched it, and. You know, now it's really cozy to, to to watch Gremlins.
0: So now we watched it with our son, who is now five. Yeah, and, <laughs>
1: and he he loved it too.
0: I yeah. Know.
1: And he was actually really laughing at, you know, all the stuff that we thought he was going to think was <laughs> scary, he, he was laughing at it, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that one too. And Home Alone, of course. Uh, another one I like is While You Were Sleeping. That's, that's a, right, yeah. a very... Cute uh, romantic comedy and Die Hard, of course, because
1: Die yeah. Hard is a beautiful Christmas movie. Uh,
0: it has Alan Rickman as a, as a Alan kick Rickman. ass bad guy. I love him. It's movie.
1: an amazing uh, antagonist. Uh, I mean, uh, the 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 whole um, protagonist antagonist dynamic is really good in that movie. Um, but this is starting to sound like a storytelling podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um should... I, you know I think I um, one other movie that I would like to watch again uh, was the uh A Christmas Carol uh with uh, Jim Carrey, you know the CGI uh Christmas Carol by mm. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis because I thought it had a great score. It was great music. I don't remember by that Alan one. Silvestri. Uh and uh, Andrea Bocelli sings a song uh, uh, in it.
0: I really don't remember that. And
1: uh, it, it's it's actually very beautifully made. Um, so he did the Polar Express first, which also had a great score.
0: Oh, yeah. But, I love but the score. But the
1: story was, well, don't... there wasn't much of a story.
0: Well, I, I, and the I
1: animation never was, really liked the story. It was beautiful, but it needed work.
0: Um, yeah, there was something odd about it.
1: Yeah, the eyes. Everyone said that the, the kids kind of had like these dull eyes, sort of empty, soulless yeah, eyes.
0: It didn't feel real.
1: Yeah, but but was, but yeah. but every you know the scenery was really beautiful, but in the Christmas Carol I feel like you know they kind of fixed that and it looked much more yeah. I don't know yeah a lot better.
0: The story uh. of the Polar Express was a bit meandering, I think, but um, but the the songs were great. I I really really love the score. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: The score is amazing. Yeah, Alan Silvestri. It's the
0: perfect movie to just. Put on in the background when you invite uh, people for dinner.
1: <laughs> for the imagery, yeah. But, but then you miss the music. Yeah.
0: I, no, the, the music too, of course.
1: Yeah, but if you put it on in the background, you'll miss the music. So
0: Unless people shut up. Shut up! I'm <laughs> listening to music! <laughs> <laughs> They're not talking all the time.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, that was a cool, uh, a cool question. Uh, what's the next one?
0: What do you love most about Christmas?
1: What do I love most about Christmas? What do I love most about Christmas? That's a really difficult question. There are so many ways to answer this. Mm -hmm. Um... Let's see, what do I enjoy most? What
0: makes you look forward to it every year?
1: It's hard to just, you know, take one thing. I mean, it's, of course, it's... mention a couple of things. It's being together with family. It's, um, you know, the whole atmosphere of it. Um, The gifts, the food, (laughs) all of that, sure um but i'll i'll I'll, I'll give you uh, a a more symbolic response christmas occurs right after the darkest day uh, of the year you know december 21st that's tomorrow is the 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 shortest day the longest night you know the winter solstice Mm -hmm. and um so it's no coincidence you know we celebrate the, the birth of christ so celebrate light coming into the world and it's kind of um christmas is about you know light in the darkness and and i think you know the whole um festive decoration stuff and stuff can you know a lot of people can may say oh it's just a bunch of kitsch and i i do get that but i feel that it just it brings beauty and warmth and, and joy and fun and merriments because that's the word you have to use <laughs> to to you know to the dark days of winter and um, and that's you know that's just something um, wow really nice
0: that's beautiful you're such a romantic <laughs> yeah I think what what I love about Christmas is that uh, maybe the corniness um and the fact that it's it's okay to sing songs about happy face- faces and special people <laughs> precious moments and and people not cringing or uh,
1: uh people do cringe or but, puking. but but <laughs> they i think they they hold it in a bit more because they don't want to ruin it for you
0: and then it's about yeah, it's all about the atmosphere—the cinnamon, clove, and orange tea. The smells. The hot chocolate, the blankets and pillows. The, the smells. Snowflakes yeah. on them.
1: Okay, um, so th- l- let's move on to the listener questions then.
0: Yeah, which uh, are not about Christmas, right?
1: No, they're, these are just questions that our patrons and, um, and people on uh, Discord and friends and stuff asked.
0: But you can keep your Christmas mood if you uh, if you like. And um, imagine okay. uh, our Christmas tree.
1: I'll start with a question about a guy who is surrounded by elves and who has a white beard and who is old and kind.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's Saphrodon. So um, Amy Austin sent us three questions. And the first one is, how old is Saphrodon? I say 100 and my husband says... Somewhere between 800 and 1,000 years old.
0: So let's settle this so they can stop fighting.
1: The exact answer is 542 years. No, I, I believe that's the age of um, Papa Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, uh, I I never really uh, had a, an official answer to that in mind, but I always thought he was somewhere over 500 years old. Um, okay. Because, you know, the elves age very, very slowly. Um, even the older ones don't have beards. So, And this guy's got a really long beard, so he's got to be super old.
0: So the answer is actually in, in between your two uh, answers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very strategic, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: No, but I, I really always did imagine it like somewhere around five hundred. Certainly <laughs> certainly much more than a hundred, I do have okay. to say.
0: Okay. Another question that uh Amy asked was, What's uh Ludlov's first name? And that's actually a brilliant question.
1: Yeah, because the answer is it's Ludlov. His his full name is Ludlov Ludlov. <laughs>
0: No it's uh, it's John right
1: John Ludlove No actually um Peter Peter we, I was talking to Peter and he said he wanted to do um a music score that was sort of like 80s synth science fiction music like the terminator
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and then I came up with the idea of um John Ludlove cyborg hunter um And he thought it was cool, but you hated the idea.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's (laughs) something that our listeners are actually waiting for. No,
1: of course not, no. (laughs) We were were thinking of it maybe as sort of like a little sketch, maybe something of 10 minutes or something.
0: Anyway, it's not John.
1: But, of course, Ludlow's first name is not John. The the truth is... But um, maybe
0: you should explain um, the way... um, Names uh, are called in the Witch Hunter order.
1: Right, yeah. So, in the Witch Hunter order, uh, once you enroll, you lose your first name and you are forever called by your last name. So, what if uh, two brothers enroll in the Witch Hunter Academy? I don't know, okay? I haven't really thought about that yet. They
0: shouldn't because it's, (laughs) it's really...
1: Yeah, so... It's really complex. If if Ludlove had a brother and he was enrolled in witch hunter school, then um, it would probably be the big Ludlove and the small Ludlove, or
0: yeah. But you know, there's a lot of very dangerous missions, so they would probably <laughs> just send the least. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the best witch hunter. They would, would just keep him there, and then send the other one to dangerous missions.
1: So. Um, but I, this
0: question, actually,
1: um, the truth is, yeah, <laughs> the truth is that we, I didn't, I, I thought I don't know what Ludov's first name is. At first, I, I was like, you know, let's keep it mysterious. But let's we just have call him
0: thought about it.
1: But since past. Amy asked the question, we, we actually started really talking about it and really yeah. delving deep into it.
0: And we decided that we should really settle on it now, yeah, because we, we've we've been talking about it like uh what would his first name be, but we never actually settled on anything and Yeah. And the the, the good news is we actually did now.
1: Yes. Thanks. But we're not gonna say what it Thanks
0: is. Thanks to your question, Amy, but <laughs> yeah um, So
1: so it's a secret.
0: It's a secret because it plays uh an important uh part in um the Will of the Woods. Uh, no, <laughs> not, not, not the Will no, of the Woods. No, the, no not in the, the Will of the Woods. The Word of Wolf and uh, all these
1: yeah, uh, yeah. But we're we're going to we're going to use it later on. I think. Yeah. So there, that's all we can say. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you. After all of this talk, we don't really give you an answer. But okay. So there's one more question. Third question by Amy. I mean, there are several more questions, but one more by Amy, and her question is. We consider Lady Huskiv to be one of the biggest villains of the story, but it doesn't seem like you do. Are we correct? Um, well, since you are Lady Huskiv, uh, maybe you should uh, uh, to give a response to this?
0: I, I don't really consider her to be one of the biggest villains of the story because, well, I think she's misguided. Very much, and I I think sometimes uh, fear draws out the worst uh, in people, brings out the worst in people, and they they can just make bad decisions that are that they think are the best decisions.
1: Gee, sounds familiar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then there's a lot of collateral damage that they they either <laughs> didn't reckon with or just um, yeah decide wow. that. It's it's okay.
1: What a prescient story! <laughs> <center> was <laughs> So, um, well, yeah, yeah, um, no, I think I think yeah, that says it all. She really just really does want to protect Seven Peaks. Now, of course, um, the magicide, started. the magicide act is, of course, uh, you know, a, a horrible, horrible, uh, utterly genocidal uh, act.
0: It's it's over but,
1: um, the top, uh, but you know, as r- as from measure, yeah. in her defense, <laughs> insofar as you could defend that, um, she really did think that you know it would be basically the end of the world if she didn't do it. So um, does that so does that make it okay? Of course, it does not. But I think the point is that the real villains in the Witch Hunter universe are demons and people like Lady huskiff can be misguided, but they, they're they not villains because they're not irredeemable, you know? Uh, the, Lady Hoskiv is not an irredeemably wicked person. In fact, she's she's actually a, a good person at heart, but she became completely misguided along the way somewhere, but she can be turned back.
0: Yeah, she just... Um, uh, there's a lot of different um, external circumstances as well. Yeah. Like, she really needs to make... Um, a fast decision and she's put in a position that uh, that recently that she didn't kind of she couldn't really um, anticipate yeah so if people have to make decisions for large groups of people it's it's possible that they made the right uh, the wrong decision and as long as afterwards they they realize that and they kind of show uh, they they show kind of remorse for that, or change their minds mm-hmm. or um, start doing it right then it's it's just understandable it's, it's it's human
1: yeah yeah um we have few human characters who really are just completely and utterly awful Wicked. horrid people. Although we do have some in the treasure of Boneyard Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's all I'm going going to say about that. <laughs> okay, Ryan um gave us two questions. And the first one is I'll take a deep breath to read this one. <gasps> Would you ever consider making a randomized table, or better yet, a mapping for a deck of cards, between brackets, random but with a sorting order, to generate witch or other supernatural-related events for baby witch hunters to investigate on the assumption of this being in an RPG narrative set in your world? Uh, yes. (laughs) 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 Moving on. No, um... Yeah, uh, so basically what you're saying is if we were going to do um an uh a tabletop RPG version of Witch Hunter
0: which uh, we actually have considered.
1: We have thought about that. Yeah, um would we have like a, a random table or yeah, to to sort of generate side quests basically, right? Um that's what it kind of what it sounds like. Um I used to play when I was younger, uh, Warhammer quests a lot. And um, there you had um, you had a, a table uh, and you could roll on it. Uh, that, and that was, you know, things that happened um, during your travels, mm-hmm. unexpected events, um, things that could happen while you were in town. And I thought that was one of the really fun parts of the game. You know, you just roll two dice and you had no idea what was going to happen you know, just read it out, and um, it was super fun. Um, and I think, yeah, that would be, that would actually be really good for our um, tabletop version of Witch Hunt if we were ever to do that. So thanks for the suggestion.
0: So if, yeah, if we could, um, if we had the means to do that, we would, we would definitely try to do that.
1: I guess what we still haven't figured out is whether we would, if we were ever to do that, whether we would make it, a campaign setting for an existing you know thing like D, or actually come up with our own game system yeah uh, the
0: second is much more ambitious but also most fun right
1: i guess in a way because you can really marry the the gameplay mechanics to the setting and that's something that i really like in tabletop rpgs when when it really feels like the rules are, 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 in, are intertwined with the setting very yeah. much. Um, and that's, that's very much the case in Warhammer fantasy roleplay. You know, where you, have, you can get insanities and chaos mutations and stuff. And that's all part of the rules. Okay, anyway. Um, second question by Ryan. Were we meant to imagine the elves in the Will of the Woods as being kind of short and the rats as massive? Um, Well, uh, maybe I'll let you answer this one.
0: I always thought that the elves in the Will of the Woods were um, reached uh, up to a a, a normal uh, adult person's knee.
1: Yeah, in in the Flemish version, that's how uh, they were described.
0: So um, I would say... I never really thought about it. I I thought that the, the rats would be... About equal in size to the elves, perhaps a bit, a yeah. bit taller.
1: I guess for me, um, to be honest, one of the influences, big influences for me, was the movie *The Secret of Nim* uh, by uh, Don Bluth, and um, Mrs. Brisby, who is a mouse, is of course a lot smaller than the rats when she encounters them, and the rats in *The Will of the Woods*. I, I kind of, I guess, a bit inspired by the rats in *The Secret of Nim*. So I they did just, always yeah. imagine them as as taller than Marilia. Um Especially Captain Winkai with his hat with the big, uh, you know, plume on top of it. Um, I do imagine him being taller. Hmm. But um, how much taller? Not not very much.
0: His ego is definitely much taller than Merilia's.
1: Yeah. His ego is taller than uh, the Empire State Building. <laughs> 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 so.
0: Okay, Um, so Joshua asked us, how is it working collaboratively, uh, to whatever degree, and was it a process to understand how best to do so? Um, Is it not a challenge if you don't have a hard set idea or goal in mind?
1: Really, The Treasure of Boneyard Bay is the first story that we're really writing together, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And... We do we did have a very clear idea uh in mind from the beginning. And we,
0: we both had the same idea for the atmosphere. Yeah, that was so the first thing yeah, we had in mind. That's right?
1: where where we started from. So the the clear idea was we want this to be um basically Ludlove. In, hurled into the pirates of the caribbean universe <laughs> yeah a, a
0: seafaring adventure yeah. and we also uh wanted to include gustav because yes uh, that was the other uh, thing. we both really like that character and we we've noticed that other people uh liked him too so we wanted to uh, yeah and also you want to know you kind of want to know after uh, listening to witch hunter how did so- Luluf uh, and and gustav get to know each other how did they become friends? Because he's really. Yeah, because they the are head. very different. Yeah. So
1: yeah, how would they why would they get along?
0: So that's where we started from.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what, and and I think also um the name Bonia. It's just um
0: It's what you came up with, right? Uh, I I It, I started, it. it started it started with, cool with the name.
1: I, it started with I just thought a cool piratey uh name for a location was Boneyard Bay, was just a cool name that I thought would be fun to use somewhere. And that's where it started to grow. Um.
0: Yeah, so we, we did have a, a vague idea about the story. Um, then of course we, we needed to find a way to, to collaborate. And uh, at first, the first couple of weeks, it was new and it was was like finding our way in collaborating while writing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and we came up with, we, we did eventually come up with a system because we we know each other very well, of course. Uh, being married and all that tends to have that effect. Yeah, it helps. So, it, it definitely helps. <laughs> so we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And so we really both focused on our strengths. So Elin is very good at um, working out plot elements and stuff uh which you know I'm, I'm i'm much much slower at sort of actually resolving plot lines and what actually happens in the story whereas i think my strength is more you know there's the the prose the descriptions the, the setting the atmosphere in, in the writing yeah and the dialogues yeah. um,
0: and as to the characters we kind of really cooperated in that uh, yeah
1: i know we, we just that, uh, we just talked about them so much until they became yeah. like real people in our minds
0: yeah and it was it was often when when i uh wrote a, a short description uh with some characteristics that they really really came to life yeah in in the means pros and that i was like ah, oh, this is spot on this is exactly what i imagined this character to be or sometimes he added something that i really loved
1: uh, and now it's like, oh yeah, that's something that that guy would say or do, or you know. Yeah,
0: of course we we disagree on on things as well. Um, but actually, it's it's
1: the the, the hasn't
0: really occurred that much, and we always find
1: we disagreed most, of course, in the beginning stages when yeah. we were still sort of trying to nail our vision for yeah, the project exactly. But once once we were on the same page with that, yeah.
0: And also, when we get stuck, it's often we just talk about it and we keep talking, and and it's it's um, it's often that we we keep talking about it because we we never agree on on a resolution, but then eventually we come up with something that we yeah. we both really like, yeah. And, but it can take some time.
1: What ha- happens a lot is we want something cool to happen, and we have a certain cool moment in mind and then we think of uh, how do we get there and then the the tough part is making it not so complicated that it's you know that the whole thing falls apart that's my but not so simple that you know there's that it's it's too it's too easy or 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 feels sort of fake so
0: yeah that's a a hard balance uh, that's the hardest
1: thing that's that's the tough Tough one.
0: Maybe we've told this before, uh, but I um, actually, w- with the the Beast of the Western Wilds, Domin got stuck and I, I helped him out with uh, the plot development. But I came up with uh, a plot so complicated and long <laughs> that, yeah, it was actually too complicated for a spin off story. But then actually, uh, he got inspired and he did use a lot of things and. Uh, I did give uh feedback and there yeah. was some brainstorming right, yeah. back and forth and that worked out really well but um my weakness is that I always I tend to make things much longer than <laughs> than I intend to so if I were actually writing this then then we would probably be finished uh, in 3 years yeah the
1: the whole thing of there actually being two kinds of beasts um that were being active in the woods that of course all came from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah because. Yeah. but it, it, i sh- I think it really helped to make uh, to put some intrigue and uh, mystery in the plot and and some twists so um that that worked very very well uh for treasure of boneyard bay i think that one of the reasons why it's why it became much bigger than we anticipated is because there are so many characters and because you know, you have to move Ludlov from seven peaks all the way to the, the tropical south. <laughs> and, you know, you can't just teleport him there. A lot of stuff has to happen along the way. Um And now the 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 script isn't finished yet, but it's already twice as long as the Beast of the Western Wilds.
0: Yeah, but we're we're nearing the end, actually.
1: Yeah. Um But it's it's possible it might actually be as long or longer than Witch Hunter.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest challenge for me is um, we've got a world anvil in which uh, Dominus puts a lot of background lore, and of course I I invent uh, things too that I add to it, like uh, plants and um, animals and stuff. But the the real challenge for me is the the scale actually because the there's a world map, but how big the world is. Actually, that's where we kind of had a different um, idea, and and
1: you were envisioning it more like a theme park. <laughs> yeah, like
0: smaller. Like yeah. I, I played a lot of Skyrim. I, I was, uh, I would be in Boneyard Bay after I think uh, two days walk or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> while it it actually takes much longer. So that's that's a challenge that we had to talk about. Um, a lot um, What's difficult for me
1: so yeah um yeah we got excited about our new project and so we started talking about that extensively but i don't think the listeners will mind um so yeah antonio asks how do you work together as a married couple from home good question i have no idea um
0: well the the um, interesting thing is that you can always just um if you're stuck you can just um, pull each other's sleeve and say hey can we talk about this and yeah uh the the, the real challenge is having two small children around <laughs> um yeah. like the the reason uh that we we've um it's it's been so long since we did our last uh, storytelling podcast is because our, our especially our youngest has uh been having a lot of s- trouble sleeping and well that's usually when we do our podcast when the the kids are uh, off to bed and uh, mm. sleep and if you have to um well stop your recording every other 5 minutes then you just get discouraged
1: <laughs> But he's actually sleeping very soundly right now so
0: Yeah it's getting better so that's nice
1: Um yeah um so I don't know if there, if there's anything else um I, I get, yeah, so I think we covered that in the last question. You know, being married and working together is actually a blessing. Yeah. Because I'm we understand each other and um, we have the same vision.
0: I think a big advantage is also that we are, um, we can criticize each other roughly and honestly yeah. without having a big fight about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't hold back. We really don't hold back, you know. Um and um yeah
0: yeah we're not divorced yet so it works <laughs> it's never gonna happen anyway
1: so the last question comes from peter that's yeah that's uh, peter uh, our musician our composer and he asked what does Ludlove do for fun what are his hobbies
0: <laughs> that's, uh, that's a fun question
1: yeah, I liked it too. Um, I
0: think you should answer that because he's like your, your character. So.
1: Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, it, it it is mentioned in the story that, you know, Ludlov uh, writes serious uh, works of theology and stuff. Uh, of course, that's not a hobby. That's, you know... <laughs> he does stuff for fun as well. So, the way I see Ludlov, I think he's a kind of guy who would actually enjoy just going to a tavern and having a beer and his favorite beer is brughaven you know Mm -hmm. because brughaven is a city where they brew beer and um you know you'll hear more about that and um
0: right and would he would he play a game of cards with his friends he
1: definitely would he definitely would and he also likes long walks in the woods but he, he and I think he he might uh take up if he ever has the time he'll he'll take up an instrument. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So he'll learn to play an instrument. What uh,
0: would he play? Would he play like uh, maybe
1: a lute or yeah, something?
0: Yeah, or or a, or a flute. I I kind of imagine like a, a flute guy.
1: <laughs> a flute guy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been sort of um, messing around with the Irish tin whistle over the years, but not that I'm any good at it, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can tell, but um, imagine Little of, uh, as as a kind of uh, uh, fantasy rough around the edges version of you. But i, but I that's I, just me.
1: <laughs> I guess there's an element of self-insert when you have, uh, you know, especially if you have a fixed protagonist, oh, that's always going to be a little bit the case. I mean, Stephen King is kind of, I think, you know, notorious for it, you know, he's Almost, I mean, so many of his books are about writers yeah, who have, who know, have an alcohol problem. problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so and, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I guess in my case, um, there is a lot of Ludlow's temperament um, that is similar to my own. Um, but yeah,
0: you're very grumpy. <laughs>
1: yeah as you can tell
0: especially if if you don't get any food
1: that's true i get hangry that's true (laughs) um but um i mean i mean of course he's he's super heroic and stuff and i'm not but um i mean why did george lucas name luke skywalker luke skywalker You know, because his name is lucas
0: there's a lot of references in uh, his, his characters, so I, I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Okay, anyway, th- those are our listener questions. And now it's time for our crazy Christmas questions.
0: Yeah, our crazy Christmas questions. I, I have a hard time pronouncing it, but... Um... You go first. Okay. Um...
1: B- by the way, we haven't... Uh, we don't know what we're going to ask. I mean, I don't know what she's going to ask, and she doesn't know what I'm going to ask.
0: Ha! Ah, curious are you? So my first question is: What means Christmas to you most of all? A giant Christmas tree or a giant turkey?
1: <laughs> well, I do have to say a giant Christmas tree, although the turkey is nice. <laughs> but I'm go- still gonna go with the Christmas tree.
0: Mm, surprising,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I I love food, but. <laughs> Okay, um, so that was a very short, simple question. I have a very long and complicated question. Ah,
0: Okay, that's perfect.
1: For you, yeah. Um, So, Santa has lost a bag of gifts when he flew over in his sleigh. Okay. And it's up to you now to distribute these gifts to anyone you wish. Okay. Which gift will you give to which person? The gifts are... An electric toothbrush that sings... Rock and pool is nice and cool. So juicy, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I um, want that. <laughs> and uh, the next gift is a real full-size working Iron Maiden. Hmm. The next gift is a real full-size working C-3PO who speaks over six million languages. Hmm. And the next gift is a partly chewed stick of bubble gum. And then the last gift is an early release edition of Bethesda's new game, Starfield.
0: okay. Okay, I know Christmas is all about charity and stuff, but can I keep it all for myself? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's up to you to distribute it. Um. So.
0: Mm, nah, I'm, I'm gonna give. The, uh, gonna give them away. Um, a partly chewed stick of bubble gum. What? Uh. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give that to our oldest son, because he loves to fumble around with stuff that uh, I think belongs in the, in the...
1: Garbage? In the garbage, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so he'll probably um, make something nice out of it.
1: Um, you wouldn't give him a, a full-size Iron Maiden, would you?
0: No, no, I wouldn't. Maybe I would uh, give that to your, your boss and friend, uh, Lauren.
1: Yeah, he'd, he'd be pretty interested in that. Yeah,
0: because, he, you know, he, he has a he, historical he, background. You know,
1: and, and he loves Iron Maiden. And he
0: loves Iron Maiden, so, yeah. <laughs>
1: the band, I mean.
0: So, yeah, I would give that uh, to Laurent. And mm. then, um, a real full-size working c Tripio who speaks over six million languages. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Oh, I want to keep that. I'm going to give it to you because, you know, we live together and, and then I can use it.
1: Okay, that's but how it works, you right? remember c Tripio also gives annoying comments all day uh, long. All
0: oh, right. I'm going to give it to our youngest
1: who's Okay.
0: Also very Yeah, it's interested it, in It'll languages. help him, yeah. yeah,
1: it'll help him develop his language skills.
0: Yeah, he's he's uh very much in the development phase of his uh language skills. It's, it's
1: okay, then the 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 Golem toothbrush.
0: Uh, Golem toothbrush. I would say also to our youngest because he kind of has a bit of a morning breath but um <laughs> no I I would um
1: you can keep it for yourself if you want
0: I'll give it to you
1: To me okay yeah thanks and then uh, yeah the the early copy of Starfield
0: ah uh, no one's going to gonna like that I'm going to just keep it and see what it yeah what it's like <laughs> <laughs> I I need to test it before I give it to someone. <laughs> right. What if right. it really sucks? And, and
1: stuff yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want that. No. Yeah.
0: So. So yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, your turn.
0: Okay, what would you would you prefer doing on Christmas Eve: have hot chocolate by the hearthfire with Peter Jackson, or go <laughs> to a midnight ice skating session with Liv Tyler?
1: Uh, the former. Um. You know, I, I figured
0: mean, you're a hot chocolate guy.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, but also, you know, I mean, Liv Tyler is really pretty and all, but I wouldn't really know what to say to her so much. Whereas with Peter Jackson, I mean, we could talk for hours. I think.
0: Also, you're married. And also, you would embarrass yourself on ice skates.
1: Yeah, okay, that's the real reason. <laughs> that's the real. I just don't want to look bad in front of Liv Tyler. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question.
1: Um, you have to decorate a Christmas tree with items from the Witch Hunter universe. What will what will your tree look like?
0: Oh, items from the Witch Hunter universe. Um, I would put some Witch Hunter boots in it. And a witch hunter hat, tiny witch hunter hat. <laughs> um, oh the amulet from the Beast of the Western Wilds would be in there.
1: Oh, wow, that's cool. Too bad you can't put Seven Peaks on top.
0: <laughs> that would be nice, yeah. If that was somehow available in the world, a miniature of uh, Seven Peaks. Is there like a little um, <laughs> gift shop in Seven Peaks Sure, you? yeah, you can get all the Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah. Decoration <laughs> Oh. Uh, maybe
1: we should yeah. Maybe we should introduce that in one of the stories.
0: <laughs> maybe Gustav can start selling um souvenirs from Seven Peaks at some point.
1: Yeah, that would be something for him. True.
0: Um maybe a scarf? A scarf. Yeah, from some from one of the witch hunters. Okay. Oh, and um maybe a horseshoe? A horseshoe. Yeah. To put in a Christmas tree, why not?
1: Sure, yeah. Okay. Not particularly witch entry, but okay. You know,
0: I I I love trinkets and stuff, so I would probably just take a lot of mess messy things and then put them in there. Um, like gypsy. Oh, the the gypsy earring.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Um, that's a cool question. What else could I put there? Um, mm, oh, fulcrum ring of fulcrum. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, and like maybe nice little things. miniature folk rings, or something.
0: That would be nice if that was available in seven Peaks.
1: Sure, you, you you'll get it all on our merchandise page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: our big big
1: merch page. Yeah. Okay, your turn.
0: Um, what have I got here? Would you rather spend the holidays in Middle Earth and drink brandy wine at the Green Dragon, or would you rather be in Skyrim in Candleheart Hall with a mug of honeybrew meat?
1: Well, I'd almost asked a question that was very similar, I'm, I'm <laughs> almost the same question. I, sure. I was thinking of, of uh, yeah, but um, you phrased it much, much better. So, um, which which tavern in Skyrim was that?
0: uh candle heart hall
1: that's in windhelm right yeah yeah. Mm, yeah it's very snowy there so that's that's i'm still i'm still i'm gonna have to go with the middle earth every time you know <laughs> always it's my first and true love
0: so you go to the green dragon with um brandy wine.
1: yeah sure
0: and what if it were the prancing pony would you prefer that to to uh
1: the prancing pony of course in the movies it's always dark and rainy um the prancing pony but in the books it's described as more uh more cozy um so i uh, peter jackson deliberately went for a, a darker look to make the hobbits feel less at home
0: it must be great to spend the holidays in the shire
1: so yeah i'm 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 still uh, yeah i hm i really love skyrim but Middle-earth is always my number one setting. So.
0: Understandable, yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Okay. Michael Bay has hired you to write the screenplay for his new movie about the three kings following the Star of Bethlehem. Describe your movie and give it a title.
0: <laughs> oh, that's actually what we talked about uh, the <laughs> other day. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I actually had an idea for that. <laughs> not a not a title yet, but um, in a world the epic version of uh, Michael Bay version of um, the three kings um, who are on their way to uh, the chosen one
1: this Christmas, <laughs> and
0: then um, Herod is uh, like the the villain who chases them all the time. So we need a Steve Jablonsky score with
1: that. Not that one.
0: And then, yeah, by the end of the movie, they they get there, of course, but not without the. So are there going to be
1: camel chases?
0: Yeah, yeah. Why not? That that should be cool. Yeah, and then and then eventually they 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 need to be there because they all bring. A certain magic gift that is um, needed uh, to perform the the enlightened uh, hope ritual of peace and joy. And then um, they all get their narrow escapes from death because uh, Herod has been on their heels all the time. Something like that.
1: And where are you going to put the explosions?
0: Oh, uh, here and there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the background. In the north, Things randomly exploding.
0: <laughs> in the east, in the west, yeah, everywhere. And then um, maybe a big fireworks uh, at the end or something. Hmm. I don't have a title yet, but maybe you can help with that.
1: It has to sound like a cool action movie.
0: Racing Star or something.
1: Racing Star? Or
0: Star Pursuit.
1: Star Pursuit. That sounds like an old video game.
0: Yeah, or like a, a new video game.
1: <laughs>
0: but, but it doesn't sound no, like I a video No, I think it sounds game.
1: like an old video game, <laughs> like a 90s video game, I think. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Oh, why. that's
0: very specific, okay.
1: Right, no, it's your turn. Uh, for question? Yeah.
0: What gift would you like for Christmas? Harry's invisibility cloak or his Nimbus 2000?
1: The invisibility cloak. Because... To be perfectly honest, I don't really dare to go sit on a stick and fly around 100 meters into the air. I, I'd probably um, I'd just die of fright. So I'm I going to think, go with the invisibility cloak.
0: I don't think it's very comfy either.
1: No, Especially no. Especially for a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I admire Harry, actually.
1: Although I in the movies, it seems like it does have a seat, like a bicycle yeah, seat, doesn't yeah.
0: it? yeah that's probably the best thing they could do, <laughs> yeah with that
1: so and um, and the invisibility invisibility cloak might be you know might be very useful,
0: yeah, for like turning yourself invisible
1: yeah just that that might be one of the things you could do with it, yeah,
0: disappearing
1: um <laughs> yeah, sneaking into places you're not supposed to go, or
0: just not being bothered by anyone
1: oh yeah, yeah, or you know find out what people really think of you. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know either. <laughs> okay. Would you rather spend Christmas on the ice planet Hoth from Star Wars or on Naboo? Hoth. Because it snows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too, but I was thinking, but there's nothing there. Just snow. That's it.
0: But it's Christmas. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but are you going to celebrate Christmas in that hangar? Uh, you know, uh, where where they, the rebels have their ships and.
0: Sure. Why not?
1: I'll uh, it's, I I don't know. It's, it seems kind of
0: make a big bonfire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with what? There's no wood.
0: I'll bring it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. I mean, it's your choice, of course.
0: Um, uh, I'll have to get there with a spaceship, so I can bring stuff. Yeah, I'll that's bring true. Stuff. And people,
1: right? Yeah. Okay, okay. makes sense.
0: Make a party. Have a party there.
1: Okay. Uh, Do you still have a question?
0: I have a last one. Uh, If you had Jesus for dinner on Christmas Eve, what would you serve at the dinner table?
1: I'd ask him what he'd like. Um, What would he like? I know. I know he liked fish because um, that's in the Bible that he ate fish. So I'd probably pr- prepare a nice fish.
0: Okay. Would you prepare the the salmon we uh we make with the Oh,
1: yeah, with maple syrup.
0: Yeah, and the, the smoky herbs.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's going to love that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, I I have one more question. Okay. You have to mash two different Christmas movies together and turn them into one new original Christmas movie. Which movies? What's the title? And what's the movie like?
0: <laughs> um oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um I think I would pick my favorites. I would pick Home Alone and Die Hard. So
1: it's oh. what's, what's the movie's title?
0: Die Home Alone. Yeah. Hard Or hardly die home alone. Uh, Yeah. No, um, it would be... um, Well, John McClane would be home alone. You could
1: call it die alone, but that sounds really sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not really a Christmas movie. But uh, anyway, John McClane would be home alone because his wife is uh, at some fancy party with her uh, colleagues. And then, um, you know, um, terrorists want to break in and... um, all stuff gets blown up and he puts all these uh, booby traps there. Right. And then um, the burglars can be the ones uh, who are uh, being stabbed by glass parts in their bare feet. And right, not yeah.
1: Not Th- that's something they have in common.
0: Yeah.
1: In, in Die Hard, John McClane has to walk on g- glass shards in his bare feet. And in Home Alone, it's the burglar who has to do yeah. that.
0: So now he can just sit back and relax while his booby traps are set off. And, um, and meanwhile, he can communicate to some uh, local cop who eats right. donuts.
1: Right. Okay, let's do it. Let's make that movie. Sounds good. So I think, um, does this conclude our um,
0: I guess holiday um, special? I guess. I'd really like to give our best wishes for the holidays to our listeners. Right, yeah and i'd like to do so by saying five words okay so my wish for you for this um coming year is creativity integrity autonomy justice and love
1: oh wow okay can i um uh, give a um a new year's wish yeah. In five words. Sure. I wish you, in five words, the treasure of Boneyard Bay.
0: Uh, okay, nice one. <laughs> nice one. Well, if the treasure of Boneyard Bay does not come up um, in 2022, then something really big. <laughs> something breaks. went wrong. Yeah, then I think Michael Bay put his explosion in our apartment and we all <laughs> died.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, or... Even if our PC crashes and dies and explodes, we should still have at least uh, the script somewhere, so. Yeah.
0: We are really hoping for Santa to bring a new PC to Domain because he really needs it. It's,
1: I really yeah, do need it. It's, I'm uh, currently working on a potato.
0: I think a potato would be uh, better to work on hmm. at this moment. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, but uh, we'll get there, and then uh, we're going to do our best to create, you know, something nice for you listeners.
0: Yeah, and we absolutely look forward to it. We're having a lot of fun with it, and uh, you know, you you
1: never know what people are going to think, but and, and you know, people might hate it because, I mean. It's it's not gothic like Witch Hunter was. It's uh, it's a, it's it's lighter in tone. It's an adventure story, but I for one, I'm I'm really enjoying it, uh, and um, yeah.
0: It's still Witch Hunter. It's still fantasy, and it still has the some of the characters that people loved. So um, yeah, yeah. We we love working on it, and um, we hope you enjoy it uh, too. When it comes out, we wish you a great year.
1: And um, I would like to end our podcast after our heartfelt New Year's wishes with a quote from a Christmas movie. Keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye.